HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Wisconsin Cheese, where cheesemakers have been making award-winning cheese for generations. Go to wisconsincheese.com to order directly from Wisconsin Dairies to your home. This week on Meet and 3, we're revisiting Kitchen Joys to bring a bit of levity to life during lockdown. The major lesson is that I'm learning <laughs> to just enjoy anything that I can taste and to taste it slowly and to just enjoy it. Reach for those jars of jam, you know, maybe bourbon, that apricot jam, and maybe some lemon juice. Shake it vigorously and strain it uh, into a cocktail glass. It'll be delightful. It's like, no, what are you cooking? What do you like to cook? And naturally, that's going to be a little bit like a niche because you are not going to be an expert at everything. Your shtick could be that you are not an expert at everything, but you want to learn. Tune in to Meet and 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer, and it is Wednesday, June 3rd, 2020. This is the 253rd episode of this series, which is dedicated to behind-the-scenes talent in the hospitality industry. Today, my guest is a highly regarded chef and restaurant partner in New York City, and I will introduce him fully in a moment. First, as I do on every show, I will start out with my PR tip, and then later we will have my speed round game industry news discussion, including COVID-19, my solo dining takeout experience, and the final question. As the founder of Bayer Public Relations, I'm going to tip the show off with my PR tip of the week. So today's tip is to strive for excellence. Let's aim to be our ultimate selves in everything we do, from our work to our lifestyle, our relationships, community, and health. Let's always put our best foot forward and lead by example. Let's never settle, but instead look at where we are at and how we can improve and be better. Let's understand that every effort counts and every action will be recognized. It's a pursuit, a pursuit of excellence. That's my tip today. Now, I'm really happy to have my guest here with me on the show. It is James Kent. He is the executive chef of Crown Shy and the owner partner of J2K Creative. 
James started his culinary career as a summer apprentice at Boulay when he was 15 and has since spent time in the kitchens of Babot, John George, and Gordon Ramsay, as well as 11 Madison Park, which received four stars from the New York Times, three Michelin stars, and a spot on the world's 50 best restaurants while he was the chef de cuisine. And when James was promoted to executive chef at the Nomad, it received a Michelin star. In 2010, he placed first in the Bocuse d'Or USA competition and 10th in the world, representing the US at Bocuse d'Or in Lyon, France. And in 2017, James pursued his first solo project with his business partner, Jeff Katz, at 70 Pine Street in New York's financial district, including Crown Shy, which has also received one Michelin star. So welcome to the show. Yeah, well, thank you, uh, Jerry. It's really good to be here. Um, I'm excited to chat and kind of, kind of uh, talk you through all the struggles of the restaurant business and uh, from from um, from my point of view. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for joining me, and I I'm looking forward to hearing more about your uh, a little about your past and and about what you're going through now. So I always like to start yeah. the show uh, just to find out about my guest's background. Uh, I know you, you grew up in New York. Um, I'm, I'm wondering yeah. how, when you got that spark to um, go to the kitchen at Boulay. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, um, you know, as a little kid, I was a little chubby kid and I loved food. I was always hungry. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I learned early on that food brought people together. Um, with all the meals that we had with my family and, and, uh, you know, special holidays. And as a young kid, my uncle's best friend owned a restaurant in Hell's Kitchen. Um, and he made me work. I was 12 years old. I was in seventh grade and, and I was this Sunday busboy and I would cover brunch. Um, and, and I, and for me, it was a job. I made 50, 60 bucks a service and I had money to like do whatever, take a girl to the movies or, you know, buy video games or, you know, what have you. And then, you know, I would sneak into the, into the kitchen. Um, and I learned how to roll pasta there. And so I was the first person I would open the restaurant and I'd go in the kitchen and I'd like sneak food for myself. Cause I was this little hungry, chubby kid. Um, and, and, you know, so that was like my first connection to a restaurant. And I worked at that restaurant throughout my high school, junior high school and high school until I went to school. Um, so that's what I start like my first kind of like taste of, of, of a restaurant. It was a neighborhood uh, Italian restaurant. And um, we, David Boulay, moved into my building in the early 90s, late 80s, something like that. And, um, and you know, Boulay was, was a badass and his restaurant was incredible. And we, um, I, I think I had one of my birthdays there for lunch when I was maybe 13 or 14. Um, and then we went to like a big family dinner and it was really, you know, the first real fine dining meal of my life. You know, I tasted foie gras and did all, you know, like you walk into, into this room of apples and, 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 you know, the way that he transported you, um, was really special. Um, and so my mom forced me to knock on his door to, uh, to work at Boulay. And I was this terrified kid. And, and it's funny, I, I, uh, I forgot about it. And, and 
I saw him at a James Beard Awards when I was doing the Booker Store, and I had a, I had a table in the gala uh, before the meal, and I hadn't talked to Goulet since I was a kid. And I saw him. I'm like, James Kent, I was your neighbor, and I was talking to his wife, and I was telling her the story, and I was like, yeah, my dad, my mom made me knock on his door. And, and, and David was like, he's like, no, you, you wrote notes. I was like too terrified. I was this little kid and, and David Boulay was this rock star. And, 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 and I like would put notes under his door. Like, please let me work. Please let me work. Please let me work. And then, and then he, um, he brought me in uh, for this summer experience. And I spent, I spent a summer working at Boulay my freshman year of high school. And it was just a weekend, just on the weekends. So it was just two days a week. Um, but still, you know, it, it was this really special experience. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and so and so you me. had you had that restaurant bug, I guess that you you I, from an early age you you saw that it would be your long term career, or at that time it was you still know, like, just a a job. You know, yeah. At that point, uh, you know, like I was fifteen, like I had no idea what I really wanted. You know, I know that. You know, I I, I never did well in school. It's not that I wasn't bright. You know, I was tested really well, and and you know. I, um, and I was in like these kind of bright classes, but I just never really had any, any, um, any drive or any real support. There was no like structure in my life. You know, my, 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 my parents had their issues and, and, you know, I, I, I you know, kind of was left to my own devices to kind of, to, to, you know, work through things. So I would never go to school. And when I did, I would be high or I would cause trouble. And I was one of these, one of these like, you know, knuckleheads. But then when it, when it came to work, you know, it's interesting that um, at this, my first job, um, my uncle's best friend's restaurant, I could never miss a day at work because my uncle was like the muscle in the family. If I was in trouble, like my uncle would, would give me grief for it. So like it, it was not an option to miss a day at work or, or call in sick or be late. So I, I didn't miss a day at work until I was like 30. And, and, it's, and it was because of that, like, you know, early kind of work ethic that, that, that is one of like the, the, the reasons that I, I'm, I'm here um but it was a job and, and and slowly it turned into something that i really really liked and then loved and and uh so i went to johnson wales university in providence and it was the only school that that I, 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 that i got into i didn't get into any other school um i didn't even know that that it was a hospitality school i didn't know that it was a culinary school and i just went there for marketing because there's a business campus and then and, and and it was really like such you know, I was super lucky to have gone to that school because a year or two in, I was like, Hey, I'd worked in restaurants my whole life. And I worked at Boulay, which was this amazing restaurant. And I'm in this restaurant management culinary school for this thing that I don't care about at all. And so it was like, something was telling me that this, this is what, what, I, what I needed to do. Um, so. And then, I mean, you your restaurant experience you've gotten over the years these the, the restaurants I named from you know Babode to Eleven Madison to Nomad I mean I mean impressive impressive uh, resume you have I mean what were your what were your biggest takeaways from these experiences Yeah you know I, I think you know we are the sum of our of our experiences you know we culminate like all the things that have that that we've learned and we've done make us the person that we are you know so like i learned at in every restaurant in every kitchen that 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 i've ever been in um and you know it's something and and literally i take 
I take things from, from every restaurant and, and whether it's a skill or whether it's an ingredient or whether it's, um, you know, what not to do or, you know, it, it, and, and it's this, this like sum of all these things. And, you know, I'd like, you know, like a lot of, a lot of these experiences or, or opportunities have been, have been luck. You know, I luckily, you know, it's funny. I, I, uh, so my mom told me she knew someone at Babo and Babo in 2001, when I was working there was like the hardest restaurant to get into in the kitchen or, or the dining room. You know, there was a line at five o'clock and, and it was always booked. And my mother said, Hey, I, I know a manager at Babo. I'm going to send your resume there. I'm like, sweet. Um, and I just come back from school. I, I, I was like, it was kind of chilling through the summer and, and trying to figure out when to get started. And, um, and uh, so I show up on day one um, and uh, Mario hires me and he's like, James Kent's a solid name. You're hired. Literally is what he told me. And then, um, and it turned out that my mother didn't know anyone at the restaurant and it was the wrong restaurant. So she like, I forget, I forget what, what the restaurant was, but she was like mistaken. So she basically just sent my resume, said she knew the manager. And then I showed up and, and like got the job where, whereas, you know, they hired someone every few months because it was such a small team. There were five or six. Yeah. Folks. Go mom. You know, and, 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 and I started like two days later. It was just perfect time. They're like, right, you start in two days. You know, it's just this, this like serendipitous kind of, you know, moment. From my last show on episode 252, um, I had on Kevin Bame, who, first of all, says uh-huh. he loves you. Um, and he's, he's a good guy. He's my boy. Yeah, he's a great guy. And he's uh, the co-founder of Boca Restaurant Group in Chicago and the founding member, a founding member of the Independent Restaurant Coalition. So to get more specific into this, he wants to know... Um, uh, because you worked with Will Gradera at The Nomad and EMP and with Lee Wolin, yeah. and he's close with um, both of them. Um, so he wants to know what did you learn from Will and Lee that you still carry with you today um, with your own restaurants? And I knew, I mean, I knew you worked with Will, but I wasn't, I didn't know you worked with Lee, and I'm not even sure where. So where? Yeah, Lee, no, no he, Lee, Lee was with us at Love Medicine Park. Um, Lee, Lee is one of my brothers, you know, we, you know, that, that core team at Love Madison Park, you know, the, you know, it, 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 I call it like the OG team. And, and, uh, you know, it's funny, there's a photograph that pops up every year that we always repost. That's like Lee, it's Bryce Schumann, it's David Nafel, it's Angela Pinkerton, it's myself, you know, it's, it, it's a handful of these really great people that helped us build that restaurant. And I think, you know, I've learned a lot from Lee. He's a great cook. He's a really incredible person. Um, he also challenged me to be a better leader and, and, and to be able to like treat people properly. And whereas, you know, or, you know, the, early on in, in your, in your career, it, 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 you know, it takes a lot to manage people. And I haven't found a real system that teaches you how to manage people other than, doing it and making mistakes and, and learning that there's better ways to, 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 to work through things. Um, and I'm pretty sure like Apple may have a really great management program that they have all their, their managers, but in, in the restaurant business, it's very tough. Like you're, you're a cook the next day you're a manager, you know, and I know that Danny had a really, really good system, but you know, it takes, you know, their classes that they teach, but it takes maybe a year to take all these classes at least for us, because 11 Madison Park was so crazy, we just didn't have the time. 
Um, and, uh, you know, so, you know, that there were points where he challenged me and, and, and was like, you know, I don't appreciate how, uh, how you're doing this. And, it, and, you know, it's, it, it, and like, it's helped me work through things. And, and, you know, I learned the word empathy or I, I knew it, but I like, you know, I'd like to look at everyone's point of view and kind of figure out how to, how to help them. Um, and Lee, yeah, Lee, man, Will, I've, you know, he's like, you know, I've learned so much from Will. You know, he's an incredible leader. He's someone that people people really want to support. And and he, he you know, both Daniel and Will, like, they, they like, squeeze the, the most out of people. And, and like, I, like, I don't, I don't mean that in, like, a bad way at all. Like, they, they, like, they, they allow you to find your, 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 your potential, you know, like they force you, they like challenge you to, to work as hard or find solutions or, you know, like all, like, you know, that, you know, I was with them for 10 years. So I was at 11 minutes apart from them for 10 years. Um, and, you know, the, the amount of growth for me personally, professionally, you know, I walked in there, this young kid and I walked out with like a family a work family, a, a, my personal family, these skills, the, you know, and, and, and with uh, the like momentum to be able to, to, uh, to, to do what we're doing now, you know, and, um, you know, you know, Will, I've, I learned to listen. It's funny. We, we would, you know, have conversations and he would have, he would like reprimand me for something. And instead of, I, instead of like listening to what was happening, I was thinking my, my response, think about, about my response, which is often what happens when you, when you're arguing with someone, you know, instead of opening up and, and, and listening, you're like, all right, okay, okay. He said, I'm an asshole. And I'm going to say these things to try to hurt him or these things to like, to, to push back on the comment that was five minutes earlier. You know, it's like, and, and, and he called me, he's like, dude, you didn't hear one word I said. And I'm like, that, that, that is fair. I'm just trying to figure out my like my like my like point to win to win the debate, and it's you know um, I don't know you know there's you know this show if we had another two hours I could you know we could we could talk through the you know the things that I that, I know that, I that I, I would I would love to get all the details and find out you know yeah you I mean you again like incredible experience and and I'm sure you have a lot of stories and and lessons learned what when did you know it was time to go on your own and how did your partnership come about with Jeff Katz? Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, you know, we, so I was at 11 Madison park for like seven years and I started as a, as a, as the roast and sous chef and did all the things in the restaurant and, 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 you know, ended up as the chef de cuisine for a couple of years. And then, and then it was my time to move on. I'm like, Hey, and, and I told Daniel, Will, I'm like, you know, I'll run the kitchen for three, whatever it was. There was a time frame, and I'm like, "Hey, I want to go. I want to open a restaurant." Like, the, the restaurant industry is really personal. Food is really personal, and and although I'm, I'm like a lot of my input is, is, you know, a lot of my fingerprints or, or touches are are on the restaurant and the food. It's a Daniel Hum and we're over there a restaurant, and, or, and like the food is Daniel's, not mine. So like. You know, I knew that, that that was something that 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 I wanted to do, and you know, we uh, I was trying to leave. I almost didn't go to the Nomad 
Um, and the, you know, I was Daniel. I'm like, I ran the kitchen for X amount of time. You know, I want to, I want to do this. And, and, and they were supportive and, and he introduced me to a lot of different people. And, um, and then the, the Abram left the nomad and, and, and Daniel was, and Will were like, Hey, like we want to offer you this job as, as, you know, as exec chef of the nomad. And initially I, I fought it because I'm like, Hey, I want to do my own thing. And then I was looking at similar jobs for other owners you know, I would be executive chef of someone's restaurant. And I'm like, Hey, let me just sit down with these guys and see what they're offering. And, you know, I love them. They're my friends. They're my family. They, you know, we, we, we grew together and, you know, they, they won me over and I ran, I ran the nomad. And for me, like those three years at the nomad were really influential because 11 Madison park was kind of this like fantasy land. It was this fine dining restaurant. you know, like the business didn't necessarily matter. It needed to work, but, but it, you know, the, the, it was Daniel and Will, they were the owners. And when we sat at a PL meeting, I was with them and we would debate over, over the business. Whereas like the Nomad, it, you know, it's owned by these like businessmen that, that want to run a profitable business. And, and so it, it basically forced me to go from this like fine dining world of like everything is, everything is, comes easy and we can just like do whatever we want to like, okay, how do we run this business? How do we find ways to get creative? How do we find ways to, to make sure that the quality is great, but food cost is good or late, you know, like all these things, whereas, whereas Love Massa Park, that, that wasn't the, 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 the debate. The debate was how great can it be? Um, and also at the Nomad, you know, I kind of stepped a little further out from Daniel because it, you know, as a chef who was in at EMP, you know, like he, he, he dictated 90% of it and then we figured it out. Whereas like, at the Nomad, I dictated and had ran things by Daniel, but it was, you know, it was, it, it was, it was probably 90% me or, you know, whatever it was, it, it, it was more of me in the restaurant and, and I was able to kind of cook a bit more. I, I, I did some really cool events. I did a, 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 a dinner at Pujol. I did a dinner um, in Singapore. I did all these 50 best dinners where that, that, that Daniel couldn't do. And, and I, I went and represented myself and that helped me meet people and kind of get my name out there. Um, and then it's, it's, it's so funny. I was, you know, when the nomad was growing, I was going to run all, all the restaurants and I was going to open, I was working on the development of Los Angeles and Vegas and, and London to some degree. And then, um, and, and I was sitting with Daniel to kind of like propose how I managed my life, how much time I spend in each place, what you need from me, what, what I, what I, I can contribute. And, um, and I'd been thinking about, I'd been writing business plans. I put a deck together previously, you know, but I was like still like 80% focused on Nomad, 90%. And Daniel knows me really well. And, and, and he, at the beginning of the meeting, he was like, do you really want to do this? And I'm like, wow. And, and, and he's like, cause I know you and I love you. And, and if you don't want to, I want to support you. And, and you know, and, Daniel is someone who's, you know, my mentor and, and, and a dear friend. And, and like at that moment, you know, I kind of say it was a nudge, like think of like, like, like an animal nudging their, 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 their baby to take its first, its first step, like a baby giraffe. That's like nudging, nudging the, the animal to stand up and, and walk, you know, it was like this nudge. And, and, and you know, cause he, he could have convinced me he, at that meeting, he could have convinced me to stay for another 10 years. You know, and, and thankfully, you know, how, how things kind of turned out over the past couple of years, it was, it was a really great decision. 
but he, you know, they, so Daniel will gave me a year to figure out what my life would look like and, and you know, and paid me and, and kept me on and, and I ran the kitchen and, 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 and I spent, you know, five, six months figuring out, meeting with people, looking at projects, meeting, you know, um, finding investors and, you know, so it really, it really worked that well. Yeah. And you found this amazing and space really, down in the financial district and, yeah, um, and Crown Shy was born. Yeah. We, yeah, no, we, yeah. And, and uh, you know, we, we came across this beautiful building and, and, uh, and, and it's interesting, you know, I, I, I brought, I brought Will to one of, one of our meetings or I had, I had my business partner now meet our like financial partner, Jeff and Jeff and mine, our, our partner to uh, a meeting with Will, you know, Will sat in on these and like poked holes at their, you know, at, at their, you know, at everything and, and, kind of, and, and helped me. And, and, you know, I, le- I left these people that I loved. These guys are my family and friends and partners. And, and, you know, it's, it's difficult to invest in people that you don't know. And I think Will has a really good read of people and basically sat down and after the meeting for me, it wasn't like, cause I knew they had capital. I knew they were smart. I knew they, you know, I was like, are they good people? How do you feel about them? Do you think this is someone that, that, that I'll be able to like build a business with? And we've been incredibly lucky and our partners are amazing and incredibly supportive. And especially through this whole process through COVID-19, like they've, they've, they've really like stepped up to the plate and allowed us to support our team. Um, yeah, and, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I've, 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 I've been to Crown Shy a couple of times and a big fan, yeah. and I know you were, you were also planning to, to do as it, I believe it's called Saga up on way up yeah. high, like sixty something yeah. floor. Um, mm-hmm. So, what's, so, I mean, what are you going through? How's it been? Um, I mean, I, Crown Shy opened about a year ago. If, yeah. Yeah, we, we, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been incredibly tough. You know, like we, everyone, you know, like it's crazy that within a week, a week prior, within one week, everything stopped. You know, like it went from this intangible thing from far away that wasn't affecting us to like something that is very, very real and dangerous. Um, and, you know, it, it, it was tough, you know, you know, like, Thankfully, we have partners that that allowed us to do the right thing. You know, we set up a severance package, and we're, we, we've paid insurance through the end of June. We've been able to keep everyone that had insurance through the restaurant insured, um, and had a severance package for our management team. And we were able to send we send gift gift cards to all of our hourly employees. Um, we you know we paid we paid them. Um, some vacation time initially and then sent them gift cards, I think twice or something just to, to make sure that they had a little extra cash in their pocket. Um, and you know, it's this, it's, it's tough. It was literally a year to the day, almost a day, a a day or two, March 18th, we closed on the 15th. So basically we opened on March 18th last year and we closed on the the 15th and we, you know, we, we were going to open Saga, uh, like a month from the day we closed. You know, there was an article in uh, Vanity Fair that, that, that was incredible. It was a little sketch of the top of the building that, that kind of showed all the different places. 
the restaurant downstairs and we on this floor is a bar and on this floor is a special room and here's the dining room and you know it, it, it came out a few weeks into the isolation and it was the first time that it, it like it felt real like it, it it like hit you know i didn't really like we were it it, it i don't know it, it it was real it was like all the things that we've been working towards just stopped and this article that that david gruber are like you know our, our, our publicist like worked really hard to get and and we thought was really amazing like you know kind of was it was i don't know if the word wasted is is the right term or not you know i think for me i don't want to feel pity on myself because because we are in a really good place and as far as a, as a restaurant at the moment we you know we were able to keep five or six people employed and we fed Initially, we fed tenants in the building. We did like a family meal, which is like simple food. It was $10 a plate. You know, we, we weren't making money on it. It was just to make sure the people in the building kind of had food and felt safe. And, and, and it, kept five, it kept five people employed and they stayed in the, in the hotel in the building. Um, and then, then we, we, we started uh, working with Rethink uh, to, to um, cook food for the food insecure and first responders. And and we just came back in the kitchen um, this past Monday to do more with Rethink. Um, and we're feeding three churches. Um, and, and I was trying to find exactly where they are, but, but I think they're in Harlem. I don't know exactly. I, I should have been prepared for this. But we're, we're feeding 3,000 meals. We're cooking 3,000 meals a week. Um, and we're slowly putting together thoughts of to go. And we, we, we were going to gonna start to go sooner but now with the climate and, and how crazy things are we, we we feel like we can we can help the community in a better way with our with our presence than cooking food um so we're actively thinking through how to how to support the cause and the protesters and what's the right thing for us Right. Well, that's that's wonderful. You've been doing that. And I, I saw um, Crown Shy is now on talk. Um, yes. Yeah, so, yes. Yeah, so we, we uh, you know, we we you know, this has taken the past month to get this organized and we set set up with talk to sell food and to set sell experiences and and to do uh, like a brunch thing with a Bloody Mary bottle and and Renata, our pastry chef, doing like a box of cookies and sweets and our bread, you know, so we, we, you know, we, we were, we were pushing towards opening for, to go, I think today, but we've decided to, to, to pause it. I feel like it's, it, it, it's, uh, there's more important things that need to be done. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, it's good. You're recognizing that and you know, you have to do, you know, what feels right. And that's great. You've been yeah. doing those efforts. What, um, tough question to answer but what are you thinking now with 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 saga opening or or is it too soon to say no we so we we we're opening <laughs> we're definitely opening all of these restaurants you know like i think we um um we we have people that we want to bring back to work we need to bring back to work and we have a restaurant in Crown Shy that, that, that I think is the kind of food that people want to eat right now. And it's a space that, that we can make feel really, really comfortable with um, kind of these limited seating. So we're going to figure out when, when, when we're going to do this, but, but we're definitely coming back to life. 
thankfully. You know, I know there are lots of people that, that are not. You know, we, we are. And I think Saga, you know, we, we were always, our goal with Saga was always, what is the future of fine dining restaurant in New York City? And that doesn't change now. It's just the climate is a bit different. You know, so we were always trying to think forward, think, think about the future, look back, but then evolve. You know, like if we opened a restaurant that felt much like Eleven Madison Park or like per se, we, I think we, we had failed in, in our goal of, 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 of kind of understanding what the next 10 years of this type of dining feels like in New York City. So that goal still works now, but it's just, you know, the, the, like the climate is a bit different. So, you know, I, f- I feel like there's always a time and a place for a restaurant like this. Um, and and we don't really know what it means to, to like what the evolu- evolution of a restaurant like this really looks like. You know, I think, I think we're, well, I think a more, a more relaxed restaurant is something that is, is important to me. You know, I, I remember going to, you know, like, you know, one of my first fine dining restaurants at, 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 as as a grown up, as an adult, and I and I felt out of place, and I sat up straight, and I felt like I, you know, I, I had like, yeah, I, I wasn't extreme, I wasn't comfortable, and I had a great meal, and the food was delicious, and the service was good, but but I want someone, to, I want people to come to our restaurant and feel comfortable, and feel loved, and feel welcomed, and have an experience. That is, that is of all. And what that means, I don't 100% know. Well, I can't wait to come back to Crown Shy and to Saga, that view. I've seen enough photos from the rooftop to, no, it's amazing. <laughs> to be sold on it. Um, and um, yeah, I will, we'll have to see, but I'm excited. You know, I look forward to you coming back and, and, and me visiting and being, you know, experienced yeah. for the experience. So. Right. Yeah, we're we're definitely really excited, and uh, hey, and and uh, and yeah. So I, I I I didn't talk about Jeff and how how we met, and you know we like, and and it was like a blind date. <laughs> you know, we we like, you know, um, I signed on to the project because it was amazing, and I'm like, okay, I can't pass this. This is something that's crazy, and and they like opportunities like this don't come along often. Even though I, I, at the moment I, it was, I was just me. It was I, no other, no, no team, no partner, no, you know. It's just I was literally just a one, one man uh, restaurant, and uh, and I reached out to people that I really trust, Will being one of them, and I, re- I reached out to Anthony Rudolph, um, which we all know and love, um, and you know, kind of asked for advice, and and, and I never met Jeff before. Um, even though we, you know, we play in the same pool and we, you know, worked in the same industry for industry for a very long time. Um, and but he was cross town. Will, I mean, he was on the west side. You yeah, know. <laughs> I know. It was right across the street. And 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 Will was like, out of the people that do what I do, he is the top one or two out of us. Um, and I had a meeting with Jeff, and and Jeff, you know. Like I, I heard about him, he, he he rocks sneakers. He he, he has cool suits, and he, and he and he had run Del Posto for 10, 11 years. Like we, we were basically on a on a similar path. Right. You know we we you know we we worked in the industry for a long time and made it to the top of these restaurants that we worked for, and then, you know, and 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 you know Jeff is the kind of guy to take a risk on someone that he had not that he you know we had one cup of coffee, 
and we and, and and you know he we he brought his wife down and kids and and we introduced families and then Jeff was like yeah I'm down you know and and for someone to take a risk I know that like he probably did the same to me like how is James who is he what is he I know that he worked for Daniel for the, this many years but is he an asshole is he a terrible person do I want to work with him you know like you have to vet your partner and, and you know I think like you know like. Um, I'm amazed and impressed that, that Jeff like took took this chance and um, and well it it worked I don't you know I know when we got when we got our Michelin star that night we had this huge party and at the end of the night I gave him a hug and I'm like you know what like we all knew that this was possible like we didn't know each other we you know we we just know that we that we come from from the from these restaurants that that that, that were really good but like yo you like you know we knew that, that this was capable, that, that, that we were capable of doing this, but it, and it worked. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's wonderful. Like, you know, we, we built this amazing restaurant. So, um, and, uh, we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back and, uh, we will play my speed round game. We'll do a quick industry news. I have my solo dining takeout experience and the final question. So stay with us. This is only industry on heritage radio network. Despite challenging circumstances, dairy farmers are working hard to make sure communities across the country have fresh, nutritious food to keep us healthy during these uncertain times. It's more important than ever to eat, enjoy, and support real dairy. Want to help? Go to wisconsincheese.com where you can order award-winning Wisconsin cheese directly from cheesemakers to keep our family dairy farms in business for generations to come. Welcome back to All in the Industry on Heritage Radio Network. I'm your host, Sherry Bayer. My guest today is James Kent, the executive chef of Crown Shy. And as we're talking about his partnership with Jeff Katz. Um, and uh, James, it is time now for my speed round game. So what this is, is I'm going to name a couple things and you get to pick your preference, such as chocolate or vanilla. Cool. Okay, you ready? Chocolate, obviously. Chocolate, uh, good, cool, me too. <laughs> okay, eat in or eat out? Um, at the moment, please eat out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been eating in a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But, but eating in for us is, is still pretty good, though, so. Well, of course, I mean, if you're, you're cooking... <laughs> How about wine, beer, cocktail, mocktail, or champagne? I think cocktail. Okay. Tasting at menu. Least, at least. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, at least at, like the cocktails at Crown. Yes. Crown cocktails. How Crown about cocktail. tasting menu or a la carte? I think probably a la carte. Small plates or large plates? Um, there's a time and a place for both. True. Communal table or chef's counter? Oh, I, I think, I think communal table. How about tipping or all-inclusive charge? Oh, you're going to, you're going to stick me with this one. I think, uh, <laughs> I stick this one with I everyone. 
I think this is, I think this, this is a, this is a huge conversation. I think that there needs to be a way to compensate the kitchen on, on the sim, on the same lines as, as the dining room. I think it's something that, that we're like, you know, it, it's, it, you know, it, it's so tough because we, the restaurant in theory can, can be a really great profession for lots of people. And, you know, these guys, guys and girls and professionals in the dining room make, make, make a ton of money and, and, and the cooks in the back do not, do not, you know, and it's, it's, there needs to be a way that, that for us to solve it because it's, it's just not fair. And like, you know, I used to say like, Oh, I got paid 10 bucks an hour. So, you know, forget them. They need to struggle and work. And like, and, and I was having this debate with Jeff today and he's like, still, still like, it still sucks. It's still like, like, you know, like, even if like we're like we're paying people way more than, than I got paid, but but even then it's like still tough, and 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 we need to find a way. And I think, we do. Uh, you know, we're and Jeff has been been really active with and with lobbying the government for COVID nineteen and 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 working with War and 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 uh, Big and and all these different not for profits. And I think this 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 is like the next. This is the next thing that that that, that we're going yeah. to work. Yeah, yeah, needs to be to done. Our, our, our team. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't have the answer. You know, it's like right. Well, this is a. I mean, it's a it's a loaded it's a loaded either or question. Yeah, it's yeah, a long no, conversation. Of yeah, of My next few are, yeah. are. I have a few more, a little lighter. I got um, oh. running, biking, or cross ta- cross training. Oh, I'm I, I'm a runner, so running. But I'm I'm trying to buy a bike because like, okay. I'm getting old and my knees. Are <laughs> Have a graffiti art or neon art? Oh, you know me well. I Is do my research. You ask, you, you ask, oh, I do graffiti. <laughs> I saw some of your graffiti. work. It's amazing. I know. I, I, yeah, thank you, man. I I, I like I, I love it. It's you know, as a young kid in in, in New York before social media, this is how we, we called it fame. Like to be famous in the graffiti world means that you had tags on on like lot on every train car or every block and now you know it's like it, it's how the people knew you it, and, and it's how you you know and and, it, and it's this expression and and it and it's interesting it it translates to me in the kitchen so like the way that that, that i think of, that i thought about graffiti as a young man and now i've, I've brought it back over the past like five six years it, it like like i was teaching myself to put food on a plate by painting on a wall or drawing on, in, in a black book and, and, and using negative space and layering and things like that. It, you know, like it, it's interesting how, how yeah, it, it's it cool. translates to, to, to the food that we put on a plate, the different colors and textures. And yeah. Um, well, and my, my last two, I have cheese plate or dessert. Oh, dessert. And oh, Manhattan cheese. or Brooklyn. Oh, Manhattan. Always, I'm born born and raised. I'm born and raised in, in, in Manhattan, so that's a given. That's also a loaded question. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's the game. Um, quick, you know, we're a little short on time, so just for for industry news, I was just gonna share um, an update with COVID nineteen. A, a good update for restaurants is uh, there was an article on Eater about how House votes to change paycheck protection program after urging from restaurants. And this is talking about, you know, how the PPP, um, the House of Representatives voted um, 
to to make some to make some changes. One of them being uh, the rule from eight weeks to twenty four weeks to use the funds. Um, having just sixty percent of the loan can be used for payroll. Um, I know you. I guess you and Jeff have been involved with with Roar. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know if you. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we've been, we've been, you know, Jeff has been fighting for this. We, 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 we all have. I know, we, you know, we all saw Will Cadera and and and, uh, and Thomas Keller. Yeah. Um, the White at House the, at the White House, and, and um, you know, as, as as much as I was cringing when I was when I was watching the the conversation happen, you know, it's something that that like we need desperately, and we got the PPP, and we haven't touched it because we can't spend it because we can't bring people back to work. So it's, you know, like it's, it's super important. And, and if this new law gets passed by the Senate and Donald Trump signs it, this will mean that there's an opportunity for restaurants like ours to come back to life. Um, yeah. And no, there's lots more important. that needs to be done. There's, there's a ton more that needs to be done. Um, but yeah, I was and, watching you know, we saw that in it. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go, go on. I was just saying I was watching the White House uh, and I was just so nervous watching. I couldn't I couldn't imagine what it would be like to be in that room. I know. And 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 will and will will will's with the best will cut the president off. I love it. I was so proud of him. I'm like, let's go will Cadera, cutting the president off. I'm like, yeah, get back into that conversation. Don't let him don't let him change yeah. change, change the topic. No, it's um, and then Thomas Thomas, Thomas is meant for that stuff. Telling stories, he's like, you know, he's the butter. You know, he's he, he's yeah. Yeah, he's no, it, elder, and it's I'm, I'm so glad to see that change. You know that 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 all the all the um, the collaboration that's happened between chefs and and that everyone has really been working together to make make change and and what and help restaurants so that so you guys can survive. Yeah, and and, and you know, for us, it's a family, and this is like we. Like, we love what we do. We throw parties every night. We, we like allow people to to forget about all the crazy shit out there. And we like, and we have a home for 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 people. And we, you know, we give people. You know, this is the restaurant industry gave me everything. You know, I like started as a busboy at the you know this restaurant called Pietro Santa in Hell's Kitchen. Forty, 30, I'm forty one, so I was thirty thirty years ago. And thirty years later, you know, I had the ability to to learn a lot. I have a skill. I have a skill that that like no one can ever take from me. I can like go cook anywhere. If I, if, you know, I, I, like this is something that's just innate. And 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 now we have the ability to like lead people. And you know, that's what I like. That's what I love doing. Like, I'm not the most creative. I'm not the best at 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 at, at, at what I'm doing or or, more, or you know whatever it is. What what I'm good at is I'm good at leading people and teaching people and and trying to find the best and you know and pull the best from from my team. And allow people to succeed and give people opportunities to grow, you know, and, and allow people to make money and to grow and to, you know, like. Yeah, you know, and that's amazing. I mean, you've done really well. And I think, you know, every and and you're very well respected and, um, you know, admired in the industry. Everyone loves you. So um, you've done good. I, as, as, my, as my grandma would say, we fooled them again. <laughs> Well, uh, I, as, as, as we ponder that, let's let me I have my my solo dining takeout experience, which I'm going to share. 
um, and just run that through. So um, this week I am sharing an experience I had from TAME. So here's the rundown. Um, the location, 2222 Waverly Street, West Village, New York City. The concept, Israeli spot for falafel and vegetarian eats. The chef and owner, Anat Admani, and her husband, Stefan Naf Ziger. Why did I take out? Well, I was craving a hearty veggie sandwich, and this seemed like a good idea. So my experience. So last uh, Friday, it was, I was once again biking around the city, and um, I decided to order online through their website and then bike over there and pick up um, my my meal and um, the you know it was about 20 minutes after I ordered that I stopped by uh, it was ready uh, as soon as I got there and I took I took my goodies home so what did I get um, I got two sandwiches because while I was at it I was figured I'm not just gonna get one so I got their falafel pita with green and harissa falafel combo that hummus Israeli salad pickled cabbage and tahini and I got that in a white pita and then to mix it up in a whole wheat pita I got the sabich which is their fried eggplant boiled egg hummus and I also had all the fixins and I had a fresh ginger mint lemonade to go uh, my take, it was just fabulous. These sandwiches are super hearty. They're they're big, very flavorful, very spicy. Um, I kind of ate about a third of each and saved the rest for leftovers the next day. Uh, the ambiance, so it's a it's a cute pickup takeout spot in the West Village, and um, and uh, the ambiance of my own home. I'd say it's perfect for anyone looking for a, a quick, simple meal of sandwiches. Interesting tidbit. The word tame means tasty in Hebrew, and that's and it's spelled T-A-I-M. Um, this location in the West Village opened in 2005. They now have five locations in New York City, including two in food halls, but those are temporarily closed due to COVID. Um, and they also have one in D.C. Personal fun fact, I'm friendly with Anat. Um, I've been a fan of her, her Middle Eastern restaurant concepts for a while. Um, she has Balabusta. That was a new leader and then moved over to the West Village. And fortunately, she had Kishkash too, which was a couscous spot that closed. Um, we'll see what, what she has coming up next under her sleeve. Uh, so the cost of my meal was $21. That's not including tax and gratuity. Would I go back? Yes, I would. And their website's tamefalafel.com. And that's the last time I was downtown on Friday. I've <laughs> um, city has, has been quite quite um, scary this week, you know, with everything happening. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been, it, yeah, it's been tough. It's, it's been tough. tough, tough but... uh, it's tough. We, uh, you know, we're trying to figure out the best way forward. Um, but we're, we're, the goal is to help support in, in any, any way possible for us. Yeah. And, and yeah, your initiatives, everything you're doing is so wonderful. Um, and especially since it's such a hard time, I mean, what you're going through, I mean, it's, I just give you a lot of credit for stepping up and doing, doing what you're doing. Yeah. We, we, uh, you know, you kind of, you have to, you know, there's, there's people out there. We, you know, we, we thankfully we, we are, we have the ability to like come to work and, 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 and do good things. And we just need to support those that cannot and that don't have a voice and, you know, with, with whatever voice we have we we, we are going to support and 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 i can't really go 
go deep into it because we're working through it right now as a collective and how to how to how to, how to kind of do it the best way we can and what what we have the ability to do but understand that we we, we support you know the um, peaceful protests and and are, are going to do whatever we can whether that means cooking or using our social media presence or us raising capital or money and, and donating whatever it is you know so we're yeah no it's good so before we wrap up let me ask you uh for the final question so my next guest is john weissman he is the founder of curious elixirs which is a non-alcoholic craft drinks company um james mm-hmm. can you ask a question for john uh, yeah, so um, I've been really thinking about the food insecure through this time. Um, you know, obviously seeing all the all the food lines and you know pantries and all the suffering and struggling and and um, I know that he he is an advisor on the on the Council for Food Bank of New York City and just understand just the question on how do we move forward? What's the dynamic of feeding people and how how do we you know, kind of bring to light all the struggles that have been so, so like, um, so focused on in the past few months with COVID and all the challenges. Like, how do we, how do we, how do we keep that rolling and how do we raise support and raise money and feed people? Great. Thank you. I will ask him. Good question. And that's the show. I wish we had more time. I awesome. wish we had like five hours so I could get all, all know, the details. I know. I know. I'd love to come back and I'd love to chat some more. And I know that we are doing this on computers from far, far away, but um, I'd love to at some point come out to Brooklyn and sit in front of you and have a have a cup of coffee or tea, whatever you, you drink in the, in the studio. And, or and pizza. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would love no, that too. I know we originally planned to, to do that in person and this is this is the the new the new normal um for now. So we'll no, see. No, but new normal. um I would I would love that too and just congratulations on every, you know, your yeah, whole career you. and I wish you much much success in getting through this hard time. Well I appreciate it and thank you for having me uh inviting me to come chat with you guys and and uh i wish you the best and stay safe and um i'll see you uh in a few months when we open our doors awesome thank you so much yeah thanks a lot my guest today has been james kent he is the executive chef of crown shy and the owner and partner of j2 creative with jeff katz their website is crownshy.nyc, and you can follow him on social media at Chef James Kent and at crownshynyc. You can follow me at Sherry Bayer, at Bayer PR, at All Industry. My Facebook page is All in the Industry, websites BayerPublicRelations.com, SherryBayer.com, and AllInTheIndustry.com. All of our shows are archived at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. We are also on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Thanks to my engineer today, Amanda Wang, and thanks again to James, and also to his team, David Gruber, Natalie Black, and to my good friend, Erica Feiler. I'm Sherry Bayer. Be safe, be well, and thank you all for being part of All in the Industry. Bye.
All in the Industry is powered by Simplecast. I'm Sherry Bayer, and you're listening to Heritage Radio Network, a member-supported podcast network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. This year, HRN is celebrating 10 years of food radio. For the past decade, we've been taking you behind the scenes of farms, restaurants, breweries, school cafeterias, and more. It's been 10 years, and we're just getting started. Learn more at heritageradionetwork.org.